Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Winovalan. It's Tuesday. It's election day, and we'll get you a look inside Biden world on the big day. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Every ad has been cut, every speech has been delivered, every poll has been taken, and now we wait for the voters to decide. Needless to say, the stakes are high. Abortion rights are on the ballot, inflation is at a 40-year peak, rising interest rates are stoking recession fears, and election deniers are on the cusp of taking office. But no one has more writing on the outcome than Joe Biden. Throughout all of the headwinds he's faced in the two years and one day since he clinched the presidency, he had House and Senate majorities and experienced congressional leaders backing him up. Now that backstop is seriously at risk. A Republican House threatens to roto-root his administration with subpoenas while turning routine spending bills into high-stakes standoffs. A GOP Senate could compound the misery, hamstringing his ability to appoint judges, ambassadors, and cabinet officials. So, how is Biden world facing this moment of reckoning by essentially arguing that whatever happens, it could have been much worse? The overwhelming sense of confidence from the summer has given way to expectations management, with Biden advisors telling Playbook they're feeling cautiously optimistic about the Senate while preparing for the worst in the House. For all of the Democratic fretting about a lack of a cohesive midterm message, they argued that the White House did its job. They executed a policy agenda that gave candidates more than enough to campaign on, giving them a fighting chance in what was destined to be an uphill battle. As one Biden campaign alum told us last night, usually the president's party gets absolutely destroyed. It's usually catastrophic. Often, they're avoiding the president's agenda. If you look at what Dems are running on, it's the president's agenda. They're all embracing it. The aid isn't wrong. Biden's agenda has stayed resilient in polling, and it's far from the drag that, say, the Affordable Care Act was on Democrats in 2010. The problem for Biden is that while his agenda hasn't become an albatross for his party, reality has. Political journalists spent their Monday pre-writing news stories, rethinking their podcast intros because Trump World was a buzz that former President Donald Trump might, could, maybe, announce his third run for the Oval Office. In the end, the big announcement didn't materialize. At his final pre-midterm rally Monday, outside Dayton, Ohio, Trump offered only another tease, albeit with a date certain this time. Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. The not-quite-announcement prompted sighs of relief from GOP chieftains who've toiled mightily to forestall a Trump entry before the midterms are settled, putting aside the fact that Trump's big announcement could come right in the middle of a high-stakes Georgia Senate runoff campaign. But the relief is only temporary. In today's playbook, Jonathan Martin writes in his new column, both parties are, what he says, stumbling into the midterm elections saddled with presidential frontrunners who many in each party dread will be their nominees. You can catch the full link to that in today's playbook. All right, light schedule in D.C. today, considering the, you know, election. But but one thing I do want to note, don't expect to know all of the results tonight. Sophisticated political observers like you, dear playbook listener, know very well that vote counting is rarely a one-night affair in America anymore. Tightly contested races, the rise of male voting, inconsistent and sometimes incoherent state laws, as well as potential runoffs, recounts, and lawsuits can all converge to turn election day into election week, as it happened in 2020, 2018, and plenty of election cycles before that. Still, with misinformation rampant and denialism on the rise, election officials are taking no chances. 
warning voters, campaigns, and reporters to keep their expectations in check. Politico's Zach Montalera reports this morning on the messages those officials are sending, helping to fend off doubts, disputes, or worse. Those officials include secretaries of state in key swing jurisdictions such as Michigan and Pennsylvania. Some are hampered by state laws limiting the pre-counting of mail ballots. Others are airing concerns about conspiracy theories and threats of violence. Even hardcore political junkies might not know some of the vote counting vagaries that could shape the coming days. For one, Zach reminded Playbook last night that while many states report mail, early voting, and election day ballots separately, they don't necessarily report them in the same order. Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, for instance, will likely report the bulk of their mail ballots last. Meaning, if the 2020 pattern holds, Republican candidates will likely start with the big lead that'll be whittled as mail ballots are reported in. But the reverse is true in Arizona, where the first big tranche of votes will be a sizable chunk of mail ballots. Dems will likely start in the lead there, and GP candidates will be the ones playing catch-up. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning.